My next guest is a podcast host, strategist, and monetization expert. She helps podcasters use their podcasts in a strategic way in their business so they have continuous leads and make passive income without overwhelm and exhaustion. Please welcome Anne Klassen from the Podcast Babes. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I'm here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Anne. Hey, girl. Hello. Hey, Anna. How are you? I'm so excited. Me too. Yeah. Um, I mean, we already know each other a little bit, of course, because we recorded for my podcast and now yes. we're here. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to chat again. Yeah, it was so amazing. Thank you again for having me on your show. Um, I know you are all about podcasting. I am all about podcasting. So that's why we get along very well. <laughs> yes, we're a good match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So talk to us about who you are, what you do, why you do what you do. Yeah, so uh, my company is called The Podcast Babes. And at The Podcast Babes, we help female podcasters manage and monetize their podcast. Mm -hmm. um, so that means we help you to create the content. So you record and we'll make sure that it sounds awesome. It looks awesome online. You have SEO-optimized show notes, marketing materials, all that good stuff. And then I think it's also really, really important to monetize a podcast at some point so that you won't be just putting money, time, and effort into it with, like, quote-unquote, no return, or mm. sometimes feels like no return. But monetizing a podcast is awesome to let it grow more, to pay yourself as the content creator, of course, but also to be able to outsource things and to just do what you like and not all the things. Mm, gotcha. So, yeah, I'm definitely like, I want to talk about monetization for sure. Because I feel like there's this huge myth around like you need to have a bajillion downloads <laughs> to be able to monetize. Yeah. So let's talk about it for sure. Yes, I mean, I totally agree with you that that is a myth. You do not need a minimum amount of downloads. Mm -hmm. What you do need uh, if you want to monetize your podcast is, I think, first of all, a strategy. Like, mm -hmm. how will you monetize this podcast? And there is several ways that you can do this right it's not it's not one way or like the right or wrong way to do this there is mm -hmm. a bunch of options that you have um so when you monetize a small audience the probably most profitable way to do that is to sell your own products or services mm -hmm. especially when you're a coach or a service provider and you already have these things like you already 
you mm-hmm. already have offerings and you can do that on the podcast like you can offer these things on the podcast that is probably the quickest way to uh, make money podcasting mm-hmm. if you don't have that there's of course other other ways to do this you can think about sponsorships affiliate marketing you can create a membership or like um, paid content that people pay for um, there is like so many options but I think when you when you start monetizing a podcast especially a small audience I think the first question you should ask yourself is there anything I can create or I can sell myself before Mm. you think about selling other people's products and services? Mm -hmm. Because that's just simply the most profitable way. And if you say you're a coach and you want to sell your coaching programs on your podcast, you don't need a certain amount of people listening. You, Mm. if you have one person listening and that person becomes a client, then you have monetized your podcast. Yes. Oh, it's such like the best feeling ever, like when it happens, like I still remember the first time it happened for me. And I was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does, it feels so good because you also get that yeah. feedback, right? Like, yeah. wait, I'm, I'm putting this content out there. Like I go through this trouble to create mm-hmm. this and then getting something back. Like sometimes it's a message like, oh, I listened to your yeah. episode and it was awesome. It helped me. But also if you just get literally money in return, that's, that is also a really good feeling because you, you see that it is valuable to people or companies or whatever yeah exactly so I want to know like how did you get started like in podcasting like did you start and say oh I'm gonna become like the best podcaster and teach other how to monetize like like how did you get there oh well this is a long story I'll try to keep it short here (laughs) but the long story short is um I was looking for a way to make money online. Like this started just, this was all about me. It was not about podcasting. I'll be very honest here. (laughs) Um, I was traveling and I wanted to keep traveling and uh, I wanted to find a way to make money online. Mm -hmm. So I took a course and it was a course to become a virtual assistant. I thought, okay, that sounds like a good first step. And in that course, there was a module about podcast management And before that, I listened to a lot of different podcasts and I loved it, but I never Mm. knew that there was a whole industry behind it. Like there are Mm. people whose job it is to edit these podcasts, to upload it, you know, all the things. So that was intriguing. Like I was intrigued. I was like, this, this is it. This is for me. So I actually started as a freelancer to help uh, podcasters. So as a podcast manager. So that's how I started. And then later I started my own podcast. And then I think a year after that, about a year after that, I changed my business model. Also, I'm not a freelancer anymore. I have a small team of amazing Mm -hmm. women who help me work for clients because I also realized podcast management, it has a lot of different different tasks and a lot of different skills to it right and I think it's impossible to be the best audio engineer the best copywriter the best social media person and the best VA all in one person that just doesn't exist Uh, and I'm definitely not that person so uh, Mm. yeah now we like now everyone does what they do best um, which Mm. I think is is great and then I also started the podcast based podcast so Mm. that one is all about podcasting 
Oh my gosh, I love it so much. So you've truly been through like a lot of different stages and you've learned a lot of different like steps and, and strategies and things that, that revolves around podcasting. So what would you say was like the biggest insight or aha moment that you've had uh, while learning about podcasting? Like what made you be like, wow, like I had no idea like this was done this way or that that existed? Oh, it's actually a lot of things. Um, but what comes to mind is I worked for clients first, right? As a freelancer. Yeah. And then I started my own podcast. Yeah. And just that that whole process of starting my own thing, mm. it was just so different than what I expected probably. And I made all the rookie mistakes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably good because I mean, I made these mistakes. So now I can tell uh, our audience about it. Um, mm -hmm. So one of the classic mistakes that I made and a lot of podcasters do this mm -hmm. is uh, at first when I started my podcast everything was new and exciting and like shiny mm -hmm. object right so yeah. um the first I think five episodes everything was amazing and super cool and then after about seven episodes I saw my <laughs> downloads go down yeah. a little bit uh, yeah. because it was not as new anymore Mm -hmm. And then I stopped producing content for a while. So I took a break and um, I took a break for one week and then two weeks and then three weeks. And then months later, it was, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. I, you know, like kind of forgot about that. <laughs> um, eventually, I went back to the podcast. I made a plan. I was like, OK, I want to do this. But what I was doing before, it was not working on like different levels mm. it was not working for my audience because no one was listening but it was also not really working for me because I felt like I needed that um that vanity metric to be honest I needed to see these downloads coming in that's what mm. why I was doing it and I was like okay yeah. that's also not working so I rebranded and renamed the podcast I niched down so I got way more specific to mm. who I wanted to talk to and about what. Mm -hmm. And then I also made a plan for myself. Like, okay, why, why do I really want to do this podcast? Well, <laughs> these downloads are cool, but that's actually not the reason. I just told myself that that is an mm -hmm. outcome that I want. But the reason was because I wanted to do really cool interviews with really cool people. Mm, so yeah. at that time I was like okay that is what I want to do then I'm just going to focus on that so yeah. I told myself I will not make the same mistakes as before so I'm going to record a few interviews I will make sure that I have kind of a backlog of content so that I don't yes. have to stress to create mm -hmm. content and I'll just I'll just keep producing this enjoy it you know like enjoy the ride enjoy the process yes. and then we'll see what happens. And I thought, you know what would be really cool? If I can release weekly content for a year and then just mm. see what happens. So I'm just gonna, gonna produce, produce, produce. And then in a year, we'll see. Uh, and that's what I did. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Like I can relate to so many things you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that's that's yeah. that's also good because yeah. we, as as when you start a podcast, there is so much going on, like there's yeah. so many moving parts, and you have these huge expectations. And I hear that yeah. from from clients as well, and from other podcasters. It's 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 really normal. Yeah, exactly. And it's like business, you know, like when you focus so much on getting 
the likes, the engagement, the, the clients, and you're not really enjoying what you're doing, you're not going to get like the, the feeling or the results you want to experience. And it's the same thing as in podcasting. If you just focus on the number of downloads and how popular it is, like you're not going to be like motivated to show up and do what you got to do. So True. I really appreciate you sharing that for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know what it is, Anna? I mean, there's always someone with more downloads. Yeah. And there's always someone with um <laughs> with more likes on, on Instagram and with more followers. I mean, that's that's just how it is. But once you realize that you don't need a mm-hmm. thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand or a million downloads to have a successful podcast, then it doesn't matter anymore, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love this conversation. <laughs> so I'm curious to know, like, what's what has been, like, the biggest, like, um, like, I want you to brag, like, what has been the biggest client result that you've had that you've helped someone achieve with their podcast? Ooh, okay. Um, so we have a new offer now since uh, since a few months that we help clients also monetize their podcast, right? Yeah. And I've been trying to do this with uh, content on a podcast and uh, trainings and webinars and things like that, but it's it's difficult, you know. <laughs> like mm, first yeah. of all, to put all this knowledge into uh, content that is easy to understand, but then also you got to go out and do it. Yes. It's not just knowing how to do it, but then also taking the step and do it. Um, so we started helping clients do that. And so, yeah, we have been uh, working hard for clients to get them relationship with brands to collaborate with. And we're now in the process of uh, of sending out pitches and negotiating and, and all that. So um, that is super, super exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's going really, really well. So that is a new offer that I'm insanely excited about uh and then for my for my own podcast i have a few sponsorships and the the potential of sponsorships is also something that i learned relatively recently i would say about six months ago i started working with my first sponsor and i was like wait this this company just pays me to do what i'm already (laughs) doing that that's a pretty sweet deal um (laughs) so I work with a few different sponsors now and um I think that's what I'm the most proud of that that sponsors are interested in my content and also my clients content of course yeah so how did it work like did you pitch yourself to the sponsors like did they reach out to you like how did it work uh, they reached out to me. So the funny oh. thing is, uh, around the same time, two different companies reached out to me for my two different podcasts. So oh. uh, I have the Podcast Vase podcast, all about podcasting, and then I have my own my own thing, yeah. uh, separate from the business. It's uh, called Digital Nomad Stories. And I had a sponsor reach out for both, and they both worked oh, wow. out. And that was really interesting to see. Um and then actually for digital nomad stories, I have I have several sponsors who reach out, uh, which sounds a little <laughs> braggy, but it's I mean it's true. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, they there is com- there are companies who find my website, um, which is very SEO optimized, by the way. So that's how they find it. And they mm. sent me an email like, hey, we want to collaborate with you. Can can we jump on a call and discuss things? And then I do that, mm. I negotiate a deal, and that's 
that's how it goes. And then the next, the next email comes in. So I haven't, um, I have done some pitching, but I'm not, not too much to be honest, because I have made sure that people can just find a podcast really, really easily. Mm, that's the key. <laughs> yes. And then also next step, I would say is know what it's worth. Um, yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong, I think, with starting low in sponsorships. I mean, and by low, I mean like charging relatively low fees, mm -hmm. but also increase your pricing often, um, mm. soon before you think you're ready. Like my second sponsorship, I just before I send out the proposal, I just, um, added a hundred dollars. Mm. I was just like, okay, this is this sounds this feels safe so I'll just add a hundred and then mm -hmm. we'll see what happens and they said yes like Amazing. wasn't even negotiation they said yes so <laughs> <laughs> that next yeah. time I went a little bit over that you know like every time there's a new sponsor I would say raise your prices until you get a lot of no's and then maybe you're too expensive but before mm. that happens just keep raising prices I love it oh yes amen <laughs> Because I think also sometimes it feels like, oh, but only a certain amount, like let's say only 200 people listen to this episode. Why would a company pay me, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how much, $100 uh, to have an ad in this episode. But to you, maybe it sounds like a lot, but they are reaching the exact people yeah. they want to reach. And that yeah. is valuable. And especially bigger companies, they have a marketing budget. So for you, maybe it feels like a lot, but for them, it's nothing in their overall marketing budget. So it's mm. always difficult to say what the perfect pricing is for sponsorships. I cannot tell you that. I have no idea because it really depends on the industry you're in, mm -hmm. the uh, audience size, but also the companies that you collaborate with. Um, but just keep raising it until you get no's and then then you'll know that maybe you have to lower it again a little bit and then yeah. you'll find you'll find a sweet spot awesome yeah thank you so much for sharing all these tips like this is so good and what would you say to someone that like wants to start their podcast but like maybe like English isn't their first language like they have this language barrier and they're they're shy and they, they, they're not sure like, like how to start, where to start. Like, what would you tell them? Oh, good question. Um, it is scary to start a podcast. I, I mean, if English is your first language or it's not like for me, it's not, mm -hmm. I'm not a native English speaker, which you probably already knew mm -hmm. by now. Um, but, <laughs> um, it is, it is super possible, right. To yeah. still have a successful podcast and have an accent and, you know, like who cares as long as people can understand you. Mm -hmm. Um, and a podcast is actually great to get more confidence, um, if you want to be a speaker, for example, start a podcast because you get so much practice mm -hmm. and you just gotta, you just gotta do it. You know, you just gotta start and record something, publish it without, without checking it again and just <laughs> letting it live online maybe. Um, and you'll, you'll improve as you go. That's also the cool thing about podcasting. Um, it, it, becomes easier and easier the more you do it but you got to start somewhere right yes. and there is never a perfect time to start like there is 
always something that is not perfect. Like when I started my podcast, the Podcast Babes podcast, um, I had a lot going on in my business. We had a new website, we had new branding, I changed the business name. Uh, so there was a lot going on. And then also in the middle of all of this, I thought, okay, now I want to launch my podcast. Yeah. Um, so it was not the perfect timing. And I wanted to do a big launch and got a lot of eyes on this new podcast. And I just, mm. I just couldn't, it was just not possible at that time. So yeah. I just, I made the decision to just put the content out there and we'll do the launch later. I just wanted yeah. to get the content out. And it was actually really nice because it felt like I had some time to practice and, um, you know, I could feel while no one was yeah. watching or listening. So I could just do my thing and then you can always promote it later or you can or you can delete the episodes, you know, it's 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 online. So you can change whatever you want. You can improve as you go. You can take everything offline if that is what you want. I wouldn't recommend it. I have all my early episodes still online. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to them, you know. I, I personally <laughs> cringe when I listen to them because you know what you can do now. But I know that that improvement would never be possible if I would not have recorded that first episode yeah so just go for it like you got this to be honest like there, there's no right or wrong way you just gotta start somewhere so I love that so much and I ask this to everyone who comes on the show and I'm really curious to know what you think about this for you what does it mean to be a powerful leader Ooh. First of all, I think it's very important to be a powerful female leader. Mm -hmm. um, we need powerful female leaders, you know. It's, mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I think it's important, when I think about a powerful female leader, I think about kindness and empathy and mm -hmm. raising, raising tides, you know, like that everyone gets better from uh, strong female leadership. Mm -hmm. yeah I love that <laughs> awesome so do you have you know any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience today um whether you already have your podcast or you're starting your podcast or maybe you hate podcasting and <laughs> even at the end of this episode you're like nah not for me whatever you do improve as you go mm -hmm. start and be not perfect, but improve as you go. And I think that's when the real magic happens. Yes. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people go to connect with you online? You can find us at thepodcastbase.com. You can find the podcast there. It's at thepodcastbase.com forward slash podcast. Uh, we're also on social media at the podcast babes. It's just the podcast babes everywhere amazing well thank you again so much for coming on the show you are so awesome and i'm so grateful for your time thank you so much for having me anna and thank you for listening thank you so much for listening to this episode of the powerful female leaders podcast if you love this episode make sure to spread the message leave a review and subscribe i would forever be grateful for you I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.